0: It lays the predicate and the foundation for the development of a weather satellite that will permit man to determine the world's cloud layer and ultimately to control the weather, and he who controls the weather will control the world. Florida Mayor says once in a thousand year rain event highlights push for climate resiliency and infrastructure. That headline was from Fox News. Is that all there is to the story? Is that the core issue behind the deluge? Stay tuned. More from multiple sources. Fort Lauderdale got 25 inches of rain in, quote, unprecedented storm. Most of the rain, for the record, fell in a span of six hours. On the same day that the rain began to fall, the Weather Channel forecasters predicted only six to seven inches of rain. How is it possible to miss by that much? On the same day. Because the weather script can and is being altered constantly. Flash floods, flash droughts, flash freezes. The climate engineers control the spigot and have for decades. That's not an opinion. It's a matter of historical record. Project Popeye in Vietnam over 50 years ago is but one example of this kind of weather warfare. How far has climate engineering technology advanced over so many years since that time? If you don't know what Project Popeye was, please take the time to investigate. The U.S. was so successful at controlling the flow of precipitation over Vietnam that by the 70s, the international community passed in-mod treaties, environmental modification treaties, to forbid weather modification in wartime, but not over their own populations, and not that anyone pays attention to those treaties anyway. They do what they want because they can, because no one is willing to stand up and tell the truth about what they're doing. And about Florida, a stationary low-pressure zone over the record-warm Gulf of Mexico, record-warm already in its only spring. What will this summer be like? This low-pressure was utilized as an atmospheric water pump to fire hose a stream of moisture toward the once-in-a-thousand-year flood zone in Florida, Welcome to climate engineering. The same early season Gulf of Mexico low was also used to try and churn up the stratified dead, dying seas in the Gulf of Mexico. Good luck with that. It's called Canfield Ocean. Been over that in many broadcasts. Please look it up, learn what it is, because that's exactly what's happening on our planet. And if that end destination is reached, a lifeless, stratified, oxygenless, massive dead zone in the global sea, because there is only one sea, they're all connected. Game over. That simple. Let's take a moment to hear what former U.S. President John F. Kennedy had to say about weather control over 60 years ago, followed by what former U.S. President Lyndon Johnson had to say about the same. Listen closely. Here it is. I propose further cooperative efforts between all the nations in weather prediction and eventually, in weather control. Think about that kind of communication, and think about the opportunity that will provide. It lays the perfect and the foundation for the development of a weather satellite that will permit man to determine the world's cloud layer, and ultimately to control the weather. And he who controls the weather will control the world. Yes, he who controls the weather controls the world because he who controls the weather controls the flow of precipitation, thus controls the food supply, thus controls populations, thus controls the world. Those who listen to this broadcast frequently, of course, know it is the beginning to every single weekly global alert news update. But we have many, many new listeners that have never heard those statements from U.S. presidents from so long ago. And thus, it is only... Rational to conclude that these technologies have advanced unbelievably since that time with no consideration as to the consequences to not just the planet's life support systems, but to contaminating the entire planet with the toxic elements that are used in these operations. And that's not to mention even the radio frequency microwave transmissions that are used to manipulate these particles in the atmosphere that are by themselves, the transmissions by themselves doing unquantifiable damage to what's left of the planets remaining life support systems. Moving on, let's put more puzzle pieces together because they're all connected. That's what needs to be remembered always. From US News and World Report, will the stock market crash in 2023? Question mark. And here's my question. Will civilization do the same in 2023? Biosphere collapse, which is unfolding and accelerating by the day, will force economic and societal implosion. There is no other potential possibility. They're inseparable The Great Depression was a bump in the road Compared to what's coming And those that fear economic collapse Are missing the point What we collectively face is total collapse Societal and environmental What's unfolding makes the Great Depression Look like a bump in the road What we now face is the end of the road The end of what was There is no more planet left to loot, plunder, pillage And pollute As there was during and after the Great Depression And no so-called green energy As I've stated so many times on this broadcast Isn't going to save us It's nothing more than a carbon fuel extender at best. Search and view the online documentary Planet of the Humans to learn what the green energy camps haven't told you. From Yale Climate Connections, this book review, The Great Displacement, that's the title of the book, and the Yale report says it's a must-read. The book argues that mass migration triggered by climate change will fundamentally rock U.S. society. They continue, massive worldwide societal upheaval is underway. The uprooting and displacement of huge numbers of people living in places growing increasingly risky to live in because of climate change. Again, no mention or acknowledgement in any way, shape, or form of climate intervention operations that are and have been used as a weather weapon on populations all over the world without their understanding that they're even under assault And that is why this weapon is so prized by those in power. They can wreak havoc on populations and other countries without those populations ever even knowing they're under assault. And now our own country, certainly, in the same category. And for those that think still incredibly naively that those in power, those who print the money, those who control militaries, thus they control and own countries, that those individuals actually care about their futures and their posterity, Time to wake up. How utterly false can that notion be at this point? Populations are an increasing liability to those in power as the planet's life support systems fail, and none more so than the U.S. population that's heavily armed in so many cases is not just expendable, but again, a rapidly and radically increasing liability to those in power. Why do you think that in 2012, they were planning that far ahead, in 2012, U.S. agencies like Homeland Security purchased... 2.4 billion rounds of 40 caliber hollow point bullets. Why in the world would they need that? Why in 2010 would U.S. agencies have GPSed every citizen's doorstep? As I've stated in previous broadcasts, they hiked almost a mile behind a locked gate to my doorstep twice to GPS my front doorstep. And the Census Bureau could not, would not give me any answer to my question as to why did they do that. No answer. Connect the dots. Again, the reality we face is far worse than anything we're being told, than anything this Yale report states about mass migration. We face planetary omnicide in the near term on the current course. Moving on, there's this. A New York Times article states, contrarily, that scientists say warming will largely halt once humans stop adding heat-trapping gases to the atmosphere. This This is parallel to saying, even if you've crashed through the guardrail and are flying through the air to the bottom of the canyon, if you just put on your brakes, you'll come to a safe stop. If you think that's true, you need to rethink your reality. This headline from the New York Times is absurdly false. The momentum of warming and feedback loops, failing life support systems, and biosphere collapse can't just be turned off. Much more on this coming up. Stay tuned. And try not to breathe. Our atmosphere is saturated with toxic, heat-trapping particles fallout from climate engineering operations that's not speculation it's lab test proven fact next from the lake county record b.com no one expected 31 atmospheric river storms to hit california the mystery remains why question mark that's the headline from that report scientists have not been able to pinpoint what exactly caused the relentless wet weather the answer really is that we don't know yet That's a quote from UCLA climate scientist Daniel Swain. Just another example of total cluelessness from the so-called climate science community that's paid not to know. It's all a mystery, they say. And don't look up, lest you connect the puzzle pieces and decipher the core part of the mystery. The climate intervention operations, again, are controlling the spigot. And the script was changed this year. A continued deepening of the once-in-1200-year drought in California was scheduled, and I would point out that it's possible that because of the efforts of so many courageous individuals in the field, all of us working together to bring this issue to light, that possibly some behind the curtain that were not aware of what their colleagues are doing to the climate and the atmosphere are now starting to push back. And perhaps that's why the script was changed in California. Not that this toxic precipitation is going to change anything. It's not. It simply pacifies the population so they go back about their business and pretend that the catastrophic drought in California that's sometimes broken up by toxic rainfalls is somehow all better now, which couldn't be further from the truth. But if we can push this issue to the full light of day, if we can fully expose the climate engineering assault, we will cause a shockwave around the world that will alter the paradigm. I'm not saying that our reality will go back to normal. That's done. It's over. It's not coming back. But if we can cause that shockwave and populations know what their governments have done to them without their knowledge or their consent, will that be the moment when populations take to the streets with their proverbial pitchforks and torches and look for everyone That was involved, not just with the programs, but with the cover-up of the same. To hold them legally and morally accountable, we need to reach that point. Next, AccuWeather's 2023 U.S. wildfire forecast. One atmospheric river after another bombarded the West Coast this winter. AccuWeather warns that it will not prevent fires from starting. Now, for the record, take that last statement as a warning from the AccuWeather Climate Engineering cover-up actors. They continue, Lightning from the North American monsoon can be a natural ignition source for fires. They continue with this, While winds such as the Santa Ana winds, which were absent for most of 2022, can fan the flames of ongoing blazes and cause them to evolve rapidly into massive wildfires. Lastly, this excerpt from the same report, Significant fires could break out as early as June. Question Can the climate engineers manipulate atmospheric pressure zones that in turn can and do manipulate surface winds? Short answer yes. Ionosphere heaters are core to that equation. If you don't know what they are, please look them up. HARP is one example, HARP in Alaska. And about lightning when you saturate the atmosphere with electrically conductive particles that interact, creating even more static electricity, lightning must increase. And these particles are also desiccants, drying up atmospheric moisture, so we have much more dry lightning in so many cases. Search the wildfires section, the engineering wildfire section on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. Learn much more of what most would rather not know. And about the smoke from the past and coming forest incinerations saturating the atmosphere with millions of tons of wildfire smoke particulates serves the geoengineering solar radiation management agenda to learn again, but few want to know search wildfires serve geoengineering agenda. One of our most important reports at geoengineeringwatch.org and about all those atmospheric particles, which include a probable annual dispersion of 40 to 60 million tons of toxic climate engineering elements, including aluminum as a primary element. And that statistic was, extrapolated from hundreds of rain tests over a specific U.S. state, which we have yet to disclose because of the institution we're working with there, and then quantifying that over the global surface area and coming up with that figure of what is likely an annual global dispersion, 40 to 60 million tons. Think about that. It's not just condensation spewing out and spreading out from jets that we see in our skies. Consider that... When you see grid patterns one day and nothing the next, obviously something's going on. When you see an aircraft leaving a trail from horizon to horizon next to one at a similar altitude leaving nothing, clearly a sense of reason should kick in. When you have the entire global climate science community and governments around the world and elected officials stating that we should put jets in the sky to spray particles to block some of the sun's incoming thermal energy to block the heating of the planet, which is actually making it worse, not better. And they say that's what we need to do immediately, but that's not what we're seeing in our skies. Think how absurd that is. Think what a planetary asylum we live in when the entire so-called climate science community will not admit to reality and the population is all too happy to remain neck deep in denial with them. But thankfully, finally, this equation is starting to change. There is a massive undercurrent of awakening beginning to grow, and not a moment too soon, because we are breathing what they are spraying, every breath we take. With that in mind, from grist.org, this new study, even a small increase in air pollution raises risk for dementia. No surprise, we're all becoming less cognitively functional. Again, not opinion. IQ levels are dropping eight to nine points per generation, which certainly doesn't bode well for the human race, does it? Dumber by the day, and we don't even know it. New Jersey wildfires, already. The Weather Channel disinformation actors tried this week to paint the picture that early spring East Coast wildfires are perfectly normal. Go back to sleep. From AccuWeather, from shorts to snow, that's their headline. Summer-like warmth to precede sharp cool-down. This is the weather whiplash scenarios that are getting worse and worse as the climate system blows apart and climate intervention operations further fuels that process. The report states, It's feeling like June across a large part of the country this week, but a shift in the weather pattern will soon make it feel downright wintry in spots. In many locations, the extreme weather whiplash will go from 30 degrees above normal to 30 degrees below normal in just over a day. On Tuesday of this week, Phoenix broke their all-time heat record for early April, officially hitting 99 degrees, though unofficial readings were over 100. And all official climate engineering cover up agencies went to a great length to make the point that official temperatures were only 99 degrees. Sounds cooler. Doesn't panic the population as much. In Denver, another record shattering high for early April, officially 85 degrees, though unofficial temperature readings were closer to 90. On Thursday of this week, satellite radar images showed frozen precipitation falling as far south as northern New Mexico while it was raining hundreds of miles north into Canada. Does that sound normal to anyone that's even slightly awake? Why do they do this? To mask the severity of planetary meltdown from the populations, to confuse and divide them, and thus keep business as usual until the last possible moment. So with that in mind, next headline, From weather.com how snow can refrigerate the earth from that report a stark contrast in temperatures in the northern tier tuesday shows just how much temperatures can be affected by snow on the ground when you pile an ice chest full of ice the air inside that stays cool once that ice is gone heat up is very very rapid and that's where we're headed The weather makers have managed to cover vast regions with chemically nucleated frozen material this year. But how much longer can they continue to do that? How much more can the planet take? Because this toxic moisture is only killing what's left of the web of life, of forests, aquatic life, insect life, all of it, including us. And what happens when you create a... Massive surface cool down with the moisture being fire hosed in from the west and you collide that with warm moisture and warm air being pushed up from the record warm Gulf of Mexico. You get a destabilized atmosphere. With that in mind, from WIRED.com, America's tornadoes are evolving fast. That's the headline from this week. From that report, scientists are hesitant to blame climate change, but varying weather conditions are causing new and troubling tornado patterns. They then state this, we are still very unsure of what the future holds. We really can't pinpoint what we expect to see in terms of when and where tornadoes are going to occur. We're in an experiment The report says that's from Walker Ashley, a professor of meteorology at Northern Illinois University, who wrote a recent paper on changing tornado patterns. He then said, when we look at the fundamental ingredients that go into creating the severe storm, we're having changes. It's a question of how much and to what scale? Question mark. Yes, that's another example of we just don't know what's going on with the atmosphere, from so called climate scientists that have yet to summon the courage to admit to the climate engineering onslaught. And if they're worried about their paychecks and pensions, how much longer will that matter on a dead planet? How do these people look themselves in the mirror? I question that. When I know at some level they know they're lying, and yet they continue to do so, how do they face their children? How do they face their own image again in the mirror? Next from the UK Guardian. Climate models warn of possible super El Nino before the end of the year. The report states climate researchers say the magnitude of the predicted weather event is uncertain. Again, they just don't know. But if an extreme El Nino occurs, we'll need to buckle up. They say climate models around the globe continue to warn of potential El Nino developing later this year, a pattern of ocean warming in the Pacific that can increase the risk of catastrophic weather events around the globe. Yes, blame it on nature. Always blame it on nature. Can the climate engineers manipulate the La Niña- El Niño patterns? Short answer: yes. Because they can manipulate atmospheric pressure zones, that manipulates atmospheric wind patterns, that can, in turn manipulate global currents and where surface waters warm and where they don't. Yes, they can and have been manipulating this to further bottle the heat up in the oceans as long as they can. The oceans have absorbed 90% of the heat that the human race has produced, but that won't continue. The oceans have had enough. They can't take any more. That heat is going to go into the atmosphere now, and the oceans are melting the ice caps from below, atmosphere from above. We are in a runaway event right now. And for those that think I'm endorsing the narrative of the so-called environmental organizations and communities, that couldn't be further from the truth. I have nothing but disdain for these groups that are so hypocritical that it's really hard to comprehend how they consider themselves to be true environmentalists when they will not acknowledge the single most destructive human activity of all. No matter how shockingly obvious this activity is in the skies above. On that note, new from Climate Action Australia. As the planet warms, risks of geoengineering the climate mount. Let's pretend it's not happening. The report states, as the impacts of warming become more extreme, countries are more likely to turn to riskier measures to combat them, including geoengineering. The report then states, the danger with these approaches is that deep uncertainty exists about their impacts. They could drive severe consequences that, like global warming itself, don't respect borders. That's a a given. Obviously, you can't just geoengineer over your own country. It wouldn't take a degree in meteorology to figure that one out, would it? They then state dimming sunlight with sulfate aerosols could diminish crop productivity. Could, may, might. No, will and has. While altering precipitation patterns, a group of concerned scientists and governance experts published an open letter calling for a total ban on geoengineering on the grounds that its impacts can never be fully understood or equitably governed in the international system. They then say there should be no doubt that geoengineering is an absolute last resort that we should fear. Too late. Damage done. Not just to the planet and the web of life, but also to human health. Again, we are all breathing what they are spraying. Next from the com, space-based NASA instrument launched to track pollution over North America. Question, pollution or climate engineering aerosol atmospheric saturation? You decide. From numerous sources, the deadliest volcano in the Western Hemisphere might be waking up, With the climate engineers, with ionosphere heaters that can be signals that can be bounced off the atmosphere, now reflective with climate engineering elements, and back down into earth strata, causing vibrations and reverberations that can trigger seismic activity, could that be used to stimulate an eruption? Available data says yes. Last week, the volcano registered an unprecedented average of 6,000 earthquakes per day, which attributes to the movement of magma moving through the main fault system. And any and all volcanic eruptions add even more atmospheric particulate loading. But climate engineering elements are by far the worst. Aluminum being the primary example. And for those that say aluminum is a common element in the air strata, which is true, so therefore we should expect it in this form in precipitation and floating around in the air column, which is patently false. This is free form aluminum, which does not exist in nature. It must be mined and refined and dispersed to be in free form. And that's what's showing up in lab tests free form aluminum, not nature. Take a moment to remember that headline I already covered in this broadcast that even low levels of atmospheric pollution, especially if it's the most dangerous elements, can cause dementia and a host of other degenerative neurological diseases. Moving on from USA Today, study warns critical ocean current is nearing collapse that would be a global disaster. That's the headline. Ongoing story here, getting worse by the day. Report states, due to global warming, a deep ocean current around Antarctica that has been relatively stable for thousands of years could head for, quote, collapse over the next few decades. Let's stop there for a moment. When climate engineers can cover the entire horizon with their particulates, that by itself radically affects convection, which affects surface wind flow, which affects ocean currents. Add to that what I've already covered, the effect ionosphere heaters have on the atmosphere, creating various pressure zones, which affect upper-level wind currents, which also in turn affect ocean currents. So here's the bottom line. Nothing that's happening on our planet at this point regarding the earth changes can be separated from the global climate intervention operations. This report from USA Today continues with this. Such a sudden shift could affect the planet's climate and marine ecosystems for centuries to come. Again, the climate science community has been completely neutered. They won't tell the truth about anything. There's no if. This is like saying if you, again, jump off a 100-story building... You might possibly, could, may, might get hurt as you splatter on the sidewalk. The report continues, the cold water that sinks near Antarctica drives the deepest flow of a network of currents that spans throughout the world's oceans known as the overturning circulation. That's the AMOC current. I covered that in previous broadcast. The overturning carries heat, carbon, and oxygen. Along with nutrients around the globe. This in turn influences climate, sea level, and the productivity of marine ecosystems. Indeed, the loss of nutrient rich seawater near the surface, here we go again, could damage fisheries, according to the study. Let's rephrase that. If fish have nothing to eat, they could be harmed. This is absurd. The climate science community, in so many cases, seems incapable of telling the truth. Next from APNews.com. Follow up story again. Methane, big part of alarming rise in planetary warming gases. in that report, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, which has a federal gag order on them, by the way, an illegal federal gag order, reported part of an overall rise in planetary warming greenhouse gases that the agency called, quote, alarming. Geoengineering Watch.org has been warning about it for fifteen years. Why are they just getting to it here? The report then states, though carbon dioxide typically gets more attention for its role in climate change, scientists are particularly concerned about methane because it traps much more heat. They say about 87 times more than carbon dioxide over a 20-year timescale. Let's correct that again to a 10-year timescale which makes methane 120 times more potent than CO2. Methane, a gas emitted from sources including landfills, oil, and natural gas systems and livestock, has increased particularly quickly since 2020. Scientists say it shows no sign of slowing despite urgent calls from scientists and policymakers who say time is running out to meet warming limits in the Paris Agreement, which is completely and utterly a mass distraction and avoid the most destructive impacts of climate change too late already passed the guardrail and as far as the sources of methane they cite here they completely omit by far the largest source of atmospheric methane at this point a source which has the potential to turn this planet into venus and that is thawing and releasing methane hydrate and clathrate deposits more on that later in this broadcast but bottom line this is what's been happening in the bermuda triangle for decades methane deposits formerly frozen on the seabed thawing releasing migrating through the water column hitting the surface and migrating into the atmosphere and as they're migrating through the water column ships that are on top of that have no buoyancy and they go to the bottom intact that's what's been happening and even now there's no admission of this primary source of methane let's blame it on cow flatulence instead that's how they divide populations so that they don't even want to know what's happening with the climate let alone climate engineering operations. Next from the com record high again today, question mark, wildfire warning issued for southern Minnesota. Minneapolis-St. Paul's 88-degree day on Wednesday broke the record for the hottest April 12th ever. And let's consider that some of these regions with wildfire warnings had record snow previously. If people can't see something is radically wrong that the climate system is blowing apart and geoengineering climate engineering is further fueling that process They're completely asleep at the wheel and unfortunately that describes far too large a percentage of modern so-called society Next an ozone layer collapse update and again No, it's not getting better as we've previously been told From news.mit.edu, study predicts the oceans will start emitting ozone-depleting CFCs. Blame it on the oceans. Don't blame it on the climate-engineering jets that are spraying particles that are known to destroy ozone all over the skies. Blame it on nature. More on this same theme from newscientists.com. Ozone-destroying CFC chemicals are now on the rise again despite ban. Reports of the production of CFCs, those are chlorofluorocarbons, again hairspray cans, everybody remember that, was banned globally in 2010, but researchers have detected rising levels of five CFC chemicals from unknown sources. They never seem to know, do they? The concentrations of ozone-depleting chlorofluorocarbons in the atmosphere are increasing rapidly. Scientists warn despite the production of these chemicals having been banned. Let's keep going. One more. Same theme from sciencealert.com. Banned ozone-destroying chemicals mysteriously hit record high. This report from Science Alert says atmospheric concentrations of, again, five ozone-depleting chemicals have reached a new record high. Uh, Yes, again. Another big mystery that the climate science community just can't seem to figure out. Search climate engineering will damage the ozone layer or geoengineering is destroying the ozone layer to learn more of what you're not being told by any matrix media source or the so-called climate science community. Next, a toxic planet update from the UK Guardian. PFAS forever chemicals linked to infertility in women, study shows. Reports as those with higher levels of PFAS chemicals in their blood had 40% lower chance of conceiving within a year of trying. 40%. And while you're pondering that, try not to breathe the air. Try not to drink the water or eat the food. All of it is now contaminated. Question taken as a whole, does the human race really seem concerned about its own near-term survival? It would seem the answer is no. If you're considering flying to some faraway place to escape all the insanity, better buckle up. From PBS.org, airline passengers could be in for a rougher ride thanks to climate change. Again, let's Blame it on nature with this term that was coined, by the way, climate change in 1998. It went from global warming to climate change because in 1998, the warmest year recorded up to that point, the climate engineers radically ramped up their programs. Because when what you're doing is making things worse, what does an insane cancer do? They double down on the same. And that's what they did. And they knew they would be causing the radical swings in temperatures and climate conditions that I've outlined in this broadcast and all others. So they needed a term that would get the public to accept that that's just part of the natural process, which couldn't be further from the truth. That's where the climate change term came from and why it was used. About the PBS report on the increasing turbulence, this is another half-truth from PBS, as I stated, in addition to inhaling all the toxic climate engineering elements that passenger jets are flying through at altitude because outside air is pumped into the passenger cabins, there will also be ever more turbulence, but not just because of climate change, also because of climate engineering and all the ways in which geoengineering operations affect atmospheric convection, thus magnifying atmospheric turbulence. Next, an update on Planetary meltdown. And for all those that live in the current engineered winter cool down zones, the world is far larger than what the climate engineers can manage to temporarily and toxically cool down with enough moisture and constant cloud seeding with chemical ice nucleation elements. From NDTV.com, Earth had second warmest March on record. Wouldn't that come as a surprise to those in the engineered winter cooldown zones? And it is certainly the warmest March on record. The only thing that changes that is the altered temperatures from these cool-down zones that are plugged into the total equation, which taints that equation. For News8000.com, record warmth in areas with record snowpack may cause hazardous flooding this week. Does that sound like a contradiction? Record warmth where there's record snowpack. In spite of that surface cooling, still record warmth. And this reminder headline from many sources for the record from earlier this year, the last eight years have been the hottest ever recorded on our planet. And again, that's even with the temperatures being falsified to the downside and engineered winter surface cool downs skewing official temperature readings to the downside. Question, how high could global average temperatures get in the next few years? Very few really want to know the answer to that question. With as many as 50 climate collapse feedback loops having already been triggered, we face what is scientifically termed an abrupt climate collapse scenario. As I outlined earlier, thawing methane hydrate deposits are a primary example. Simplified, rapidly warming permafrost and seabed methane deposits are thawing and releasing into the atmosphere. Search Siberian methane craters. Look at those images. You'll be absolutely shocked. As I mentioned earlier, over 10-year time horizon methane is 120 times more effective at trapping heat in Earth's atmosphere as compared to CO2. The methane gas is spreading throughout the atmosphere and around the globe, creating yet more heating, which in turn thaws even more methane, and the cycle continues. It feeds itself and accelerates. And again, this is just but one of as many as 50 such feedback loops. And we also must remember and consider the solar radiation management climate engineering operations that spray toxic particles into our atmosphere to block some of the daytime surface heating at the cost of destroying the ozone layer, disrupting the hydrological cycle, and contaminating the entire planet. But those particles also trap heat at night, again, further exacerbating the overall meltdown of the planet. So to state this another way, one domino falls, knocking down a far bigger domino, which in turn knocks down an even more massive block and so on. The runaway event isn't coming. It's here. The climate engineers in the attempt to hide the problem from the public for as long as possible and to use weather as a weapon for the last 75 plus years have further fueled the overall unfolding planetary meltdown, short-term highly toxic engineered cooldowns at the cost of further damaging the planet's remaining life support systems and thus further fueling the overall warming. On that note, geoengineeringwatch.org still commonly receives comments from individuals claiming that I've concluded all of our climate problems are due to climate engineering. So for the record, I'm stating this as clearly as I can, never, not once have I ever made such a patently false claim. So again, for the record, the following is the only database conclusion that IRG has ever stated any and every form of human activity that affects the planet's energy balance is a part of the problem. This includes countless forms of human damage to the planet, like cutting down the forests, poisoning the oceans, paving the planet, and burning a 100 million barrels of carbon fuel every single day. All of this is a recipe for near-term planetary omnicide, and on top of it all, again, there's the Global Climate Intervention Operations, aka weather warfare, which should be considered the epitome of human hubris, a certain death sentence. If allowed to continue. In summary, the ongoing and accelerating damage to the planet and the resulting Earth changes as a consequence of that damage are connected to all forms of human activity that harm the biosphere. It's not a this or that equation, it's a this and that scenario. All this being said, our top priority should be, must be, to expose and halt the intentional disruption of the planet's remaining life support systems from climate engineering weather warfare operations. Moving on from france24.com, sun and wind power make record 12% of world electricity. So does that mean that 12% of the energy production for the human race is now quote renewable? No, it doesn't mean that because so-called renewable energy isn't. Yes, as stated earlier, alternative energy forms are better than straight up burning of carbon fuel, but so-called renewable energy production is, in so many ways, extremely damaging to what's yet left of the planet's ecosystems and environments. There's no silver bullet solution to the very dark corner that the human race has painted itself into, but there is a way forward, and it starts with fully facing the unspun truth, because anything less is something other than the truth. You're listening to the weekly installment of Global Alert News, the bad news broadcast, installment number 401, April 15th, 2023. This is Dane Wigginton, your host. Global Alert News is brought to you by GeoengineeringWatch.org, the largest and most visited website in the world on the subject of climate intervention operations known as geoengineering. The commercial free, non political Global Alert News Hour is now broadcast on 22 AM and FM stations throughout the country. All recent recordings of this broadcast can be found on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org under the recent column. geoengineeringwatch.org wishes to express our deepest gratitude to those that have helped us to expand our reach and thus our voice in this desperate last hour effort to sound the alarm. If you're on our email list, please put us on your email contact book so that our mailouts don't go to the spam files. Please help us to share the groundbreaking documentary, The Dimming, which fully exposes the climate engineering atrocities. The best way to share is by circulating the direct link to the dimming by email directly from the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. Sharing directly helps us to overcome social media censorship. When viewing our YouTube of the dimming or global alert news or any other geoengineering watch video on YouTube, please subscribe, share, and comment. All of which helps us to circulate critically important data to a much wider audience. How do we reach those that still aren't looking up? Geoengineering watch awareness raising materials can be found on our homepage, Our only goal is to provide activists what they need to move this fight forward. There's very high quality printed materials with shocking images. A picture's worth a thousand words, as the proverb goes. We pass these printed materials on, by the way, for less than our cost. Our only goal is to get them into circulation. We now have new Geoengineering Watch hoodies to go with our new Geoengineering Watch shirts both with very high-quality four-color images on both sides. The images of a military jet tanker descending down over the planet and spraying. A dimming sun is in the background with this caption, Stop Climate Engineering, Investigate, and below that, GeoengineeringWatch.org so people can find a credible source of data to further investigate the issue. Scannable business cards and bumper stickers also available, all effective tools to help strike up a conversation on the climate engineering issue. If you're willing to share a picture of yourself with the Geoengineering Watch t-shirt, please send your photo to us so that we can post it as part of our activist compilation, which is now part of our materials page. The images encourage others to make their voices heard in this all-important battle to sound the alarm. This battle is a team effort. If we can awaken the masses, we could yet alter the equation. My deepest gratitude, my most sincere gratitude to all those that are steadfastly committed to this must-win fight for all that matters. Please stay tuned for more input on how you can make your voice heard. Moving on from multiple sources, U.S. proposes cuts to water in three states. California, Arizona, and Nevada face losses of up to 25% to save Colorado River. The river flows have recently fallen by one-third compared to historical averages. Many people think the drought in the West is over, don't they? But it's not. In fact, Lake Mead, as of the time of this broadcast, was still down almost 200 feet, Yes, will there be some spring runoff? Of course. But much of that chemically nucleated frozen material will sublimate. The runoff will likely not be nearly as much as many would like to believe. We'll see. But those in power are not done waging weather warfare. Not by a long shot. Wait and see. From PBS, California's unusual winter weather presented challenges for U.S. beekeepers. Summary. Weather whiplash from temperatures pushing 80 to flash freeze chemical cooldowns back to the 30s and then back to near 80 again in only days will wreak havoc on not just bees but all insect populations, all wildlife, nature as a whole. And about the bees, why won't the beekeepers acknowledge the fact that extreme levels of bioavailable aluminum are also killing the bees? Please search bees slash aluminum and read those studies for yourself. Why isn't that being acknowledged From the UK Daily Mail, biggest fungus outbreak in U.S. history sees nearly 100 staff at paper mill in Michigan struck down by rare mold strain that kills one in 100 victims. Fungal everything off the scale. Where is it all coming from? Certainly when you kill all the beneficial bacteria, beneficial microbiome, soils, waters, fungal infections are likely to proliferate. Also when you fill the atmosphere with particles that become platforms for fungal proliferation, and what are those 400 biolabs around the globe doing? What are they actually engineering? What are they releasing? How can we know? Question, how would we know with any certainty that such fungal infections are actually so rare because people don't report them, because they don't know why they're sick, because they think they have some sort of bad cold, because so-called public protection agencies aren't telling the truth about anything? The Daily Mail report continues with this. Blystomasis is a mold that lurks in damp soil and leaf litter. People can breathe in the fungal spores, which can infect the lungs, and cause a cold-like illness with symptoms including a cough, fever, and chest pain. In severe cases, the fungus spreads from the lungs to other organs, including the muscles, bones, and brain. We all inhabit a toxic fishbowl, and it's getting worse by the day, and it's burning down around us with the exception of the engineered winter weather cool-downs. On the other side of the world, from InsideClimateNews.org, more than a decade of mega drought brought a summer of megafires to Chile. How many Americans know about this? Again, this is a follow-up story. Let's keep going. In Europe, there's this new report. Delaying the inevitable, Italy's desperate attempts to revive snowless ski resorts. Here's a thought. If Italy had a massive military like the U.S., they could get their ski resorts back up and running with constant chemical ice nucleation cloud seeding operations, just as was done in the U.S., in recent months, but don't eat the snow. From the saudi-gazette.com, those with oil can afford those cool-downs. Heavy rain, sandstorm, and snowfall to hit most Saudi regions until the end of Ramadan. Yes, more headlines that the climate engineers and the controllers relish. Snow in Saudi Arabia in spring. Search the Engineering Winter section on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org, and you will be shocked at the images and shocked at the data. Yes, they are engineering winter with toxic elements to chemically nucleate what should have been rain into snow in so many cases. That's the massive hailstones that are destroying many regions as well, also part of chemical ice nucleation. Here's an ocean update, first from TheHill.com. New data raises concerns over global sea level. Next, from Yahoo.com, sea levels rising rapidly in southern U.S., Next, from flipboard.com, study finds shockingly fast sea level rise around U.S., Southeast, and Gulf Coast. Just ask Miami. They can't pump it out fast enough. They're spending a billion dollars a year to do so. It's going to get worse fast. Next, from the San Francisco Chronicle on the West Coast, what will it cost to protect the Bay Area from sea level rise? Try 110 billion, says state agency. No, try can't do it. Not for long. Next headline is an updated report on the ongoing and rapidly worsening situation that I've reported on this broadcast many times. Headed off the charts, worlds, oceans, surface temperatures hit new record high again, over and over and over. The temperatures continue to climb. That is a very, very bad omen. New from BBC, how long could we survive without ice? Question mark. Giving the rate of earth changes not long at all, because that, again makes the methane release go exponential, game over. And climate engineering, in the attempt to mask what's unfolding, is only further fueling that process, further hurling us toward near-term planetary omnicide. But what about this recent headline from alaskanews.com? Coldest stretch of air in nearly 40 years for Easter. This is in Alaska. Highs will struggle to break out of the 20s. It's possible we could see our snow depth climb back above 30 inches in some locations. And this is while it's been 90 around parts of the Northern Plains. What's wrong with this picture? Climate engineering. Florida update. Florida's redfish. This is from the UK Guardian. Contaminated with pharmaceuticals in their blood. So let's recap just how toxic Florida seas actually are. Toxic algae blooms, toxic sargassum seaweed, sewage, flesh-eating bacteria, dead fish, and marine life, and now big pharma contamination. Let's all go for a dip. The human race has trashed the planet in the geologic blink of an eye. And here's a headline report that alludes to that. The story of the damage done to the world's biodiversity is a tale of decline spanning thousands of years. When humans started spreading across the globe, they discovered a world full of huge, mythical-sounding mammals called megafauna. But by the end of the Pleistocene epoch, one by one, these large animals had disappeared. These extinctions were thought to be linked to natural changes in the environment. That is until the controversial overkill hypothesis that humans were responsible for the extinctions of megafauna, destroying the romantic version of early humans living in harmony with nature. Unsustainable hunting of megafauna may have been one of the driving forces that led humans to domesticate plants and animals. People started farming in at least 14 different places independently of each other from about 10,500 years ago. Although the debate is far from settled, it appears that ancient humans took thousands of years to wipe out species in a way modern humans have done in decades. Fast forward to today, and we're not just killing megafauna, we're destroying whole landscapes, often in just a few years. The story of the biodiversity crisis is a tale of decline, spanning thousands of years, from hunting huge mammals to extinction to poisoning bird life with pesticides. Humans have treated nature as an inexhaustible resource for far too long. Environmentalists, indigenous people, and scientists have been sounding the alarm about the biodiversity crisis for decades and yet no meaningful action has been taken. And even more alarming, the same environmentalists, indigenous people, and scientists have yet to find the courage to admit to the single most destructive human activity of all, climate engineering, a.k.a. weather warfare. With that in mind, from Vox.com, the doomers are wrong about humanity's future and its past, really. They say human progress we as a species have advanced materially, morally, really, and politically over our time on this planet. Today is, on average, the best time to be alive in human history. What reality are these people actually living in? The chapter of human history, the Anthropocene Epoch, is almost at its end. These people are clueless and or lying, or both. They say the biggest danger we face today, if we care about actually making the future a more perfect place, it's perfect right now, really, total delusion. They continue, again, the biggest danger, they say, isn't that industrialized civilization will choke on its own exhaust, or that so-called democracy will crumble, or that AI will rise up and overthrow us all. It's that we will cease believing in the one force that raised humanity out of the tens of thousands of years of general misery, The very idea of progress. Really, this is progress. Destroying the planet that allows us to survive in the first place. That's progress. What a massive piece of population pacifying propaganda. Filled with facts and figures that mean exactly nothing. Against the backdrop of total biosphere implosion. That paradoxically has been caused by the very quote progress. That this Pollyanna disinformation piece is pushing from Vox.com. On the subject of deadly denial, let's add this new piece from the UK Guardian. Quote, does climate breakdown mean we're doomed? Question mark? No. If we're brave, big change can happen fast. So the headline says. Then they mention eco-anxiety stems from a sense of hopelessness. That's from the report. What's the overall message from this UK Guardian report? That we just need to think happy thoughts while we're trying to find honest leaders to deliver us from now statistically near-term certain extinction if we remain in the current course the constant stream of just think happy thoughts narratives from so many sources are just another method the matrix utilizes to pacify populations till the moment of impact which now draws perilously near complacency is compliance to the dictates of the controllers modern life is a treadmill to nowhere like hamsters running as fast as they can on a spinning wheel a philosopher that i've always revered henry david thoreau made the following statement over a century and a half ago a statement of mission that greatly impacted my life he said i went to the woods because i wished to live deliberately to confront the only essential facts of life and see if i could not learn what it had to teach and not when i came to die discover that i had not yet lived How many have accepted and assimilated the lie that living the so-called American dream in their very own McMansion, sandwiched between all the other McMansions, is the epitome of human existence? Thoreau also said this, what's the use of a house if you haven't got a tolerable planet to put it on? The reality that we've all collectively known will soon be no more. That's a given at this point. The question is that remains to be answered is this will enough be willing to summon the courage to fully face the wider horizon to do everything in their power to make a difference at this late hour and if each of us all of us who are awake and aware take such a stand we may yet make such a difference i deeply miss my former life's sabbaticals in remote ocean ecosystems and in thriving untainted forests with the scent of pines that's now no more But given all that's unfolding, how could I face myself in the mirror if I didn't wholly dedicate my remaining life to the fight to preserve all that I was allowed to witness in solitude? It is said to he who has been given much, much will be asked. We must never make the mistake of underestimating the difference we can make or the distance we can travel if we simply summon the courage to begin marching in the right direction with unyielding resolve. If... By our collective efforts, we can fully expose the climate engineering insanity. We have a chance of stopping it from the inside out. If we can do that and allow the planet's life support system to respond on their own to the damage already done, we could at least buy time. And that's worth fighting for. Check the activist suggestions link on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org for specific details on how you can help to move this fight forward. It's absolutely imperative that we make every single day count in this all-important battle. Time is not on our side. Please make your voice heard while it can still make a difference. Until next week, this is Dane Wigington with geoengineeringwatch.org.